we are recording and uh, I'm in a hotel room. Can you actually hear me well? Yes, I can. How's it going? Nice. It's going pretty good. Took a random out of nowhere trip to the north of Denmark to meet some friends that are coming down from Norway. Okay. Um, so put the microphone stuff in a bag and try to hide it so you don't look like a you know, list C celebrity <laughs> or something like that, like staying in a cheap hotel. <laughs> kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a guitar in your bag and a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look another hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's already pretty warm in here because I closed the window and closed everything off. Yeah. Cool. But uh, feeling good about things. Um that's great. So I could drive right into my update if you want me to. Let's do it. I think we're going to try to help folks have a shorter episode today. Not because we want less valuable content, though. More um, condensed. More condensed. A, a more condensed form of what yeah. you already love. That's right. Exactly. Um, more fiber. Whatever. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's another. That's a perk. Whole meal. Anyways. Um, so basically since our last recording, like I've really taken action on the whole, like, okay, I need to talk to more people, do customer development and figure out what the heck is wrong right now and what we need to do to improve this thing. Yeah. And uh, it's making me feel real good actually, because, you know, taking action (laughs) feels good. Like (laughs) you actually have like some sort of direction. Yeah. Um, met up with, um, I don't know if I covered this in our last recording, but I met up with Bjorn last week and we brainstormed on some of the problems we had. I also had a good chat with you and Derek. I took over our mastermind, um, which is always nice when someone has like something like, you know, they're really feeling strongly about something. Then we typically like just, you know, hand over the entire hour call to that person. Yeah. Um, works pretty well, I think. Um, at least they worked well for me <laughs> and uh, had a good call with Rob as well. Um, and also, like, I think people were able to tell on the last podcast episode, basically, you know, that I was struggling a bit with what to do. So a lot of people, or not a lot, but like some people reached out and email and Twitter DMs and stuff like that, um, which has been really nice. Shout out to Will King, one of our listeners. Um, hey, well, he actually had a use case for branch and he offered to not sign up right away, but like get on a call with me so he could sign up while I was watching him do it, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And nice. uh, I really appreciated that move, like such a nice move. Like if you know someone that runs a SaaS business that you're thinking about signing up for, like offer them <laughs> to let them watch you do uh, onboard yourself. They'll really appreciate it. Yeah, maybe so, not at first, but they'll appreciate it later. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be painful for them. Um, yeah, I really appreciated that. Um, something I feel like I've been prefacing every conversation I've had with people in the past two weeks is, please don't sugarcoat anything. Just be, you know, candid and let me know what you actually think. Oh, that's good. And yeah. uh, it's just nice to like make sure that people know that, like, you actually want to know. Um. So yeah, it feels pretty good. Like I basically, so we have a plan now for how, like, so basically what I did is I, I looked at our Q3 plan and said, okay, this plan is too focused on partnerships. 
um, partnerships are still important, but it's actually super urgent right now to find out where, like, what's going on and, and, and learn more and do more customer development. So change the plan slightly and change focus a bit um, and came up with, so we had from Bjorn and I's brainstorm and my own brainstorming, I had a long list of things I wanted to do and ideas. So it was important for me to kind of like group them into different phases. So I kind of like, you know, some, some stuff was urgent just to do straight away. Um, like collecting input from people is something you want to do as soon as possible. Like even mm-hmm. before you start, you know, thinking about fixing things. So you get some data. Um, and then, so that's phase one, it's called learn more. And phase two is about sort of like low hanging fruits that I know we could do to like improve the product and improve activation. And then phase three so far is just a lift, uh, a list of ideas uh, grouped into, you know, different categories. Um, so we're in phase one right now. Um, and the biggest thing in phase one is we're going to have, we're going to add like a big survey kind of when you sign up to branch and we're just going to make it required. Like there's, we, we decided that it's worth having, you know, obstacles <laughs> in front of people um, that are potentially annoying because they have to answer questions that maybe they don't care about answering to use mm-hmm. the tool. Yeah. That's more like it's more important for us to get some data out of those surveys than to have like more people sign up. And that's good. Like if they don't even want to like fill out the survey, like maybe they're just not right, uh, a right fit for like being an early user of this product. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how like how we're thinking about it. So we're, um, Bjorn has been working on it today. Um, so we're, we want to make it dynamic so we, so we can change it. Um, once we like start receiving feedback. Um, so what he's doing, basically he's like come up with like some sort of format in JSON with the flow of this, um, survey basically. So we're going to ask like, basically, um, what kind of business people are running? Like if it's a freelance business or an agency business or a product shop or something like that. And then based on that, the next question, like if you're a freelancer, we're just going to assume you're a developer. If you're an agency, like we want to know what your role is in the agency. Like, are you a developer or are you a manager? Like, how do you see yourself? Okay. Um, and if you're a manager, like we want to still know, are you a technical manager or not? Because we mm. want to know like <laughs> what you actually need. Um, yeah. Almost no matter what you do, like the last step will be, do you want a demo um, and a link for people to book a demo? And hopefully like we'll get a lot of, <laughs> a lot of those calls. So basically I get to do like some of the same stuff I did with my call uh, this week or last week with Will uh, to see him sign up and like, you know, help them get started on their product or on their project in branch. Um, So really looking forward to see like basically what we're going to get from that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then on the landing page in the website, we're going to, and in the app as well, like we're just going to, you know, add a bunch of like links to schedule a demo just like we're going to add too much annoying stuff right now. And that's kind of like, we can always tweak it and remove stuff. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, that's good. You know, you know what you're optimizing for, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, like we're, <laughs> it's, that's very liberating when you know what you're not trying to, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, competing goals doesn't work, but you're basically saying, yeah, that's we're fine. Just gonna, if, yep. Yeah. Anything we can do, like tease out a conversation we're going to do. Um, good. yeah. So we're, we added live chat yesterday. Um, I, yeah it's funny like 
I've had live chat in the past enabled for WP Pusher, and I turned it off because it took too much of my time and it wasn't very productive. Like I, I was just annoyed by it, and it just felt like it's it didn't really make a big difference to the business. It was just annoying. Um, but, you know, I was optimizing for another thing back then, like W Pusher was something that was running on the side while maybe I was having another job or something like that. So like having constant like live chat messages was super stressful. Um, but I just, I guess I just like had like a negative view of having live chat on the website. So I've never had it for a branch. And in my mind, like, I've thought about it many times, but I was using the help scout widget with like a contact form thing on there. And in my mind, it was like, mm. it's right there. Like if people want to tell me something, they could just submit a message, you know? It's so easy. It's easy enough. Yeah. Right. But That's it's the not the same thing as live chat. <laughs> no. And, um, you know, one of the problems we've had is that people sign up and then do nothing. And then we can't even, you know, we realize that they did nothing like half a day later or a day later. And then we send them maybe a message they don't reply like they they're they're moved on like i've gotten three or four messages already since and it's not even been it's been online for less than 24 hours that's you know? great and yep. one of the people that sent me a message was like someone in india who signed up for a 300 people agency wow and he's like okay he he, he his first build failed and then he opened the live chat and told me that he couldn't get his build to pass and I helped him get to a green build. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. Now we can use this. Wow. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. So that was that was worth it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hooked on live chat now. And I feel like an idiot for not having it before <laughs> now. But like, it's an interesting thing. Like, I've been thinking about like, why, why, like, why has this become such a big problem? And why am I only realizing it now? Because it seems so obvious. Like, I'm totally like Captain Obvious right now that's about great. everything I'm going to say in this podcast. <laughs> but I, I guess... Actually, I thought about this, like, you know, you know, one day, like when you, when you have time to like write, you know, startup essays and stuff like that, <laughs> I guess this is going to be one of my essays. Like, yeah, basically in my mind, like I, I didn't want to make it too easy with live chat for people to contact me, I think, or like spend too much time, like optimizing the UI in the app, because in my mind, I thought if people care enough about this product, they'll let me know like what the problem is that they'll fight through it. And like, at least some people will do that. And then I, I think I realized something last week when I talked to Rob and he mentioned, you know, the analogy of vitamins versus aspirins. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've heard that analogy many, many times and thought about it many, many times, but it occurred to me that branch, you know, it's probably a vitamin, right? Because you can't do it with, you can solve the problem without it. You know, hmm. you could just do it manually or something like that, whatever you like. And if you have something already, that's, you know, worse, it mm-hmm. it's probably still working to some extent. Yep. So it's probably in the vitamin category. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it, it can't be a, a great business one day. Like there are many vitamin companies out there. Yeah. But you know, I realized something today, actually, uh, you know, there's a reason why, vitamins like you know why they put sugar in them so they taste better for example yeah it's because it's it's hard to get people to start taking them because Mm -hmm. like you don't need it right now and it doesn't do anything for you just right now right yeah so actually like you know if your product is an aspirin people probably will like you know track you down and talk to you if you know if they believe that you can solve their problem 
but with a tool like branch like it's probably like they probably had to like you know drum up some whatever like motivation to even start to think about this problem and then when they hit a wall like that just like okay fuck it like you know i'll do it another day Mm, yeah yeah i (laughs) just to just to veer off for a second on the on the vitamin painkiller piece um I think the reason that analogy, I've, I've never, I've heard it a lot. I, I, is recently, originally, I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. I get it. It has to be a, has to be a painkiller. But just the thing to think about that high performance functions, high performance individuals want the best and they want yeah. the best tools and they want the best vitamins, if you will. You will not find Olympic athletes who are turning down, you know, dietary improvements or vitamins if you will right that's like that's one group and then there's another group who really really needs vitamins and those are people who are deficient right like Mm. the opposite end of the spectrum is people who are like vitamin c deficient i mean you find somebody (laughs) find a pirate with scurvy and you'll sell them a lot of vitamin c if they understand (laughs) the the value prop right and so it's it's basically it's fine to think about um whereas painkillers i think appeal to a lot of people in the middle where I've got, Oh, I've got a little headache. I'll take a, I take a Tylenol. That's the solution. But there's a lot of people at the opposite, at both ends of the spectrum where you're not going to sign up for a Tylenol is the answer. That's true. No, you're not right. And and that's because it's, it solves a pain. Um, Yeah. But quite literally all, 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 all that to say that, yeah, branches of vitamin. Sure. But if you are trying to be the best, agency it's also right. a fire extinguisher can you, you can use a, use a lot of for, analogies right yeah yeah i mean i'm just saying like if you want to be the best in your field then you don't mm. tur- you don't turn down things that improve performance right no you, you don't say like oh that's just a vitamin like we don't need that so so where does this help in highly competitive markets vitamins are a huge deal right like, yeah so yeah so, yeah so there's a lot of other ways to Maybe you can extend that metaphor and make it more useful. But I think the, yeah. the quick take, which is usually, oh, vitamins aren't any good. You know, vitamins yeah. don't sell. I think that's a, that's a bad takeaway because actually yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah. They so do. like in my call with Rob, like I guess his main concern was that people didn't care. Like that's basically what he like, you know, we talked about many different things, but like his overall, I guess, at least my takeaway from our conversation was like, you have, to, like, you have to figure out if people actually care because if they don't care, like you probably have, like, that's probably, you know, the problem, the overall problem. And then you have to find out why they don't care. Um, but, you know, for people or whatever, like already contacting me through the live chat, um, that shows that they care. Mm-hmm. At least those people, um, which is a good sign, right? So I got lots of learnings to do, um, and I'm feeling pretty optimistic. We got some, you know, through this phase one, like, you know, we have the demo, we have the live chat popping up at certain times. We're going to send out some emails, like offering demos and, you know, spamming people with our Calendly link and uh, soon, like hopefully a mighty Cal link. Um, yeah. <laughs> can't nice. wait for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm pretty I like I'm glad <laughs> that I feel like I have a, a direction now. Like I feel like the way things are moving now, like I will learn something. Like I'll be I'll know more pretty damn soon. 
mm. and I'll be able to understand better what's going on, and then I'll be able to make a much better decision about what what the plan should be. Um, and that's just become obvious to me. Mm. Um, in the in the phase two, or like with the what I described as low hanging fruits, like you know, we want to think about like how can we actually use the answers from these surveys for now? Like we're just going to email them to ourselves, but like how can we actually you know have them influence the product experience? Mm. Um, how can we like improve onboarding by adding videos around the product and write some of the guides that people, you know, like when I was doing the call with Will, like he was like, hmm, let me figure out, if, let me see if I can figure out how to set up a staging site. And he looked around the product, he's like, nope, actually I can't figure out that. Let me try to Google and see if something comes up about like how to set up a staging site on branch. And I was like, oh no, you don't even have to do that because you won't find anything like you're on your own. Um, <laughs> yeah, I already know, man. Yeah. Mm. So feeling pretty good about that. Um, I'm really trying to, um, because I felt, I felt re- it almost felt like a renewed, you know, engagement and, or with my investors and advisors, because in the last few podcasts, I feel like I've been sending out a vibe of like, I'm not sure what's going on. I really want to fix it. And I'm open to like <laughs> people helping me out. Um, right. So people have been reaching out and it's been really nice. Um, so I did something else um, that I invited you to this week, or I guess it was last week. Mm-hmm. But basically um, on Transistor, you can set up a private podcast so I signed up for Transistor, set up a private podcast feed, called it Branch Advisor Updates. And um, I just started uh, recording these super sh- pretty short like voice memos on my phone. Just, you know, it's probably, I actually feel bad because I was walking around uh, in a park while I was recording them. So I'm just panting in, you know, mm. uh, in these recordings. But basically, um, I felt a lot of friction with like, Sharing updates with advisors involved, like, you know, formalizing, you know, plans and emails and stuff like that and sending them out. And but I'm just, it, it wasn't happening as much as I wanted to. And I wanted to be able to share more and more easily. Um, and, you know, podcasting is something I've proven to myself that I find like fairly enjoyable and easy. Um, so I started recording these voice memos just on my iPhone and then just upload them to Transistor straight from my iPhone and then in, invited some of my investors and advisors. Just like it's less, it's probably eight people, I think I invited eight or nine people right now. Um, and I I don't know, like, so you're one of the subscribers now. Like, I would love to hear you, like, what do you think about it? Um, but for me, like, it seems like it, it could be working pretty well. I've gotten good response so far. Um, to the stuff I've sent out. Yeah, I I liked it. I listened to all eight minutes <laughs> on my uh, on one of my walks here around the neighborhood. And you know, even though I'm on this podcast with you and you share updates, it's different than what you shared there. Um, yeah, r- rightfully so. And so I gained from listening. And yeah, I think I think it was really clever. I want to now steal that idea for Summit. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one, you know, because yeah. I do I do find that the 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 sitting down to write the three or four paragraphs every four weeks, it's just very mm. easy for me to let that slide. Yeah, so I'll like still do that though. Automate that uh, more. Well, yeah. I I can still do that, but maybe what I want to do is like maybe the text is just yeah. 
me typing out what's in the podcast yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, or something, right? Like, record. yeah, but I, I like anything that makes that easier because I'd like to be, um, more reliable in terms of that coming out every, you know, first, second or third of the month. And, and all yeah. that. And I'm not very good about that. Um, yeah, I, would, cool. I always send something, but it's never <laughs> as punctual as I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. I want to address here though, that because a few people already asked if they could be, you know, subscribed to this feed. Um, I want to be like, so I, like I'm going to share stuff that I would o literally only share with like close friends and advisors and, you know, people who have a stake in the company. Mm -hmm. Um, and in me, I guess, um, And so far, like no one on that list, you know, I've met everyone in person. We have like either like, you know, a pretty solid friendship or know each other pretty well or have like some sort of like financial, you know, connection. Mm -hmm. And I've met everyone in person. So like I'm, I'll politely probably, you know, um, decline when when people ask to be added to this if they're just like twitter friends and stuff like that doesn't yeah. mean i don't value those people's opinions it's just that like it's important for me that this is like super like i can be super honest if i need to like if i have like if you know if this shit hits the fan like i want to be able to just pull out the voice memo stuff and just like record like an sos whatever like mm. um This is, yeah. this is not like a private, uh, you know, like for Patreon's version of this podcast. Like this is me, like, this is just a way for me to share people or share uh, stuff with people that I already like would, you know, the people I would go to with like hard problems. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to say that. So people don't try to like <laughs> yeah. write me and ask for the link, because if I haven't asked you to be on that list, you probably won't get on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that's uh that's cool. what what's going on in branch well right now um yeah. bjorn has uh started working a bit more um again which is nice because we have a lot of stuff to do and i think we're both excited about you know this plan that we have right now and kind of motivated to just you know do more and and it just feels good that we know that like no matter what happens, like we will learn something like, you know, if we spam people with like demo re requests and, um, you know, the Calendly link and chat, like live chat pop-ups, like all random times and like send them emails and stuff like that, really try to track them down and they just completely ignore us. Like it's obvious that's, you know, there's a problem. Uh, so far it doesn't look like that. That'll be the case. Um, but yeah, no matter what, like, it feels like we'll learn something and that's just, that just feels really good. Yeah. That's great. No, you've, you've really opened up your aperture of learning. Right. And that was, that was what you needed to do and yeah, you can absorb those lessons and apply them. Yeah. And even though it seems obvious, apparently it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, <laughs> I've definitely yeah. changed my mind about a lot of different things in the past few weeks. Um, mm. So yeah, I'll keep my update at 20 minutes and cool. hear about your you're still in the launching phase i'm excited to hear what's going on we we haven't really <laughs> talked about it much actually this week i don't really know what's going on <laughs> you're in the dark yeah all right um yeah what's going on it's yeah yeah i guess that, that's a big question um <laughs> i have 
maybe just by, let me start with the numbers because that'd actually make it easier for me to like get my Ooh. get my yeah get my hands around um so there's a couple of like product engagement stats and then there's obviously easy things to understand like users and signups so um in terms of total users i've got 77 on the new site now oh nice that's like three times what you had last week yeah yeah it's growing it's growing at a decent rate um it's it's growing plenty fast enough for me (laughs) any any faster and i think i'd be uh overwhelmed and that's 75 companies so there's two companies including summit which is one uh no there's three companies where there's multiple users so i i did uh had a couple people write and say hey can you put us together on the same account as a company which so i helped them with that um one of those people sent me some really cool feedback over intercom which was uh this modeling is seriously fun and something about nice. like being being ashamed almost that it's so fun because it's kind of a, a nerdy thing to admit <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but that is to me a, a, that's a great compliment and yeah that's you know, killer yeah I, yeah things nobody ever said while building a financial model in excel is this is, <laughs> this is seriously oh. fun um so uh, well maybe you'd be surprised but yeah I, well I yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's that's fair um and uh, well, maybe they said that at like the first five minutes, but then usually, <laughs> usually five minutes later, it's less fun. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one aspect, um, and then the other aspect of engagement. So that's just people signing up uh, originally. So acquisition side on the activation side, uh, Summit runs on things called well, there's there's multiple pieces. There's tracking, which is connecting your metrics, chart, mogul, profit, well, Stripe, etc., and not sure if I said this in the last episode, but I'll just so I'll just repeat it. But for the new version of Summit, you actually have to reconnect, right? Um, I can help people migrate and connect again, but you actually do have to reconnect, even if you're using the first version. That's only a couple clicks, so it's just kind of an executive decision I made. But anyway, um, there's 50 connections in the system at this point, which nice. I feel like is also pretty good for a one-week-old launched product. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's one part. And then the modeling part is the other side, which is really where a ton of energy went into the new version of the product. On the modeling side, the units of measure are called events. Um, I guess they could be called items, but essentially they're the building blocks of the modeling. Yeah. And people have built 435 events so far. Nice. That's like five yeah. per user or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. I really want an average median you know, mode, that kind of thing. The mode, the, you know, the most common number, the mode is not, not that high. And, um, there's some, I've got an internal account that's skewing that. Um, but what you'll see is every once in a while, actually, this is pretty cool. If I look in, I don't have a sort by most number of events. I'm sure I would be in the lead, but what's really fun is to see somebody just go on a tear and add a lot of these <laughs> building blocks. Um, mm. cause it, me- it means that they're getting it right. It's like, they're adding the little pieces of their business and then building a model from it. And yeah, um, that actually happened on Friday. Yeah, I think it was Friday that happened where a user was doing that and they were actually chatting with me at the time. And they said, I'm about to hit the, the 15 event free limit. And then like 30 seconds go by and they're like, I just upgraded. 
<laughs> That's amazing, man. <laughs> and so that was like, that was awesome. I was like, oh man, uh, congrats. Yeah. And it, it seems like the 15 number, just pat myself on the back a little bit, which is obnoxious, but I, I mean, the 15 <laughs> number, it does seem to be working out where like tiny C companies and other really early stage companies are able to build a basic model with 10, 11, 12, 13, 15. Yeah, I feel like I used nine for like the basic stuff with branch, but I think there's still a a few things I would like to add. Like you said last time, like the push your revenue as its own thing. Mm -hmm. And that would probably like put me at 11 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, which is is great because then it means, you know, if you build an 11 event model and you run it and you believe it, you know, there's no reason that when you introduce new products or you add new employees or. Yeah, exactly. Like when I, if I hired two people and raised some more money, like I would then like I would, you know, approach the paying plan, the paid mm-hmm. plan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which you is probably what you want. Yeah. And, and what's cool about it is that um, even if you're very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Old is not the right word. But even if your business has been around for a while, old sounds Mature. like it mature business thank you um you can still build a very crude model with 15 events where everything's just lumped together like let's mm. represent all 50 of our employees with one item you know or events yeah. let's represent all of our products with this one product that's the average amount of revenue we collect per product and so there's ways to essentially cheat which i encourage people to do which would be product. okay right because then you could say like i just want to try this out so i'm just doing the mm-hmm. quick and dirty version and then when you're like Actually, yeah. what would it look like if we hired 10 more people? That's right. And you have to like think about, okay, what if we want to change like these, you know, yes. employee variables? Yep. Then you would have to pay. That's right. So you can build, anybody can build a crude model of their business for free, regardless of how mature or new their business is, which I love. And then really you're paying to make it more sophisticated. So once you realize that, oh, I should really have a separate retention curve for each plan that we have because the plans don't have the same retention, right? You know, larger, yeah. more expensive plans churn differently than than the smaller plans. You know, there you go adding three more. So it's got It's almost this- like a Zoom feature. Like mm-hmm. if you imagine like Google Maps would charge you to like zoom in on the map or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was thinking of like, of course, my brain went to Zoom you know the uh the video oh, yeah <laughs> the feature <laughs> yeah yeah this, i was like which feature um <laughs> but no you're right what what it essentially is is that you can the finer grained you know the more high resolution you want your model to be which actually that does fit right into a, a zooming in on a map metaphor the higher resolution you want, <laughs> the, yeah the more you're going to pay and um so it's fun to see you know early stage companies kind of race right up to the line and then stop and of course, I'm going to have to get in here at some point and find out, hey, did you stop because you didn't want to cross that line or did you stop because your model was, you know, sufficient for now, right? Mm. Um, and, but it's 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 great to see and I, I see people, so one of the things that you could do with the product is you can, um, this is just something that excites me, you can add as many acquisition channels as you want to and mm. a lot of times people in their imagination you know, being what it is, they'll add organic inbound, whatever. And that's the example that I give in the product is like, Hey, here's just people visiting your website. But I have seen some people put in some pretty cool, um, acquisition channels 
and like one of them was building in public <laughs> that's cool. and yeah and i was like that's really cool what that is is somebody thinking in their minds like what is it worth for me to be building in public and like how yeah. will that improve my acquisition like how will that add to my normal sort of sort of um passive acquisition mm. you know and, and just speculating about the benefits of that and so they're like oh yeah i bet by doing that i get an extra you know 20 leads a month and so they've basically because you can they've separated that out into its own channel and um i just thought that was a great example of like uh, the, yeah you know getting this your makes thoughts me th- out right? this makes me think about the a book we've mentioned many times um the traction book um the yeah. the marketing one like you know with the bullseye framework where you, they have those 19 traction channels um and you have to like you know um pick three and then you know think about like how you would test those and then pick one that works best and stuff like that but like actually summit would be pretty valuable in like judging those traction channels and like trying to like think through like what it would look like to test one of them out yep that's actually Absolutely. that's cool like when you start to think about recipes and stuff like that it would be cool to have like attraction yeah. collection or something like that yeah yeah so right now i've got an inbound and outbound channel and um those are very generic well, the outbound yeah. is actually very much about facebook advertising but what i want to do is break those into you know um conference business development essentially create all 19 of those as templates that you can use yeah and then you know let folks add those separately. like you meant you mentioned last time that you wanted like a, a summit cookbook or something like that to exist one day but also like wouldn't it be cool if like you know in some future version of the traction book like they used summit to visualize like how the different channel uh, traction channel worked mm-hmm. yeah i i there's a gold mine like it's of an educational, educational tool as well yes, exactly there's a gold mine of educational content that's sort of baked into this product right because it's providing the sort of it's providing a schema for how to lay all these things out right it's yeah like, it's almost like learning architecture and you know actually I, I the more and more i build this product out the more i keep thinking like this is kind of an autocad like product right it's a design yeah. tool and what do design tools do my dad was an architect, so it's near and dear to my heart. But like, there was, there is a standardization that happens for the objects that appear in an architectural drawing. So that yeah. when you have architects who, who meet from around the world, you have a standardized way of referring to an electrical outlet, a, you know, an overhead light, a fan, uh, you know, a shower. Like these things, you don't want to all have different languages and symbols and representations no. of these things, right? Yeah, and so. What, I'm, what effectively is happening is, at least for the you know 400 and something events that are in the system right now, think about this, like everybody is representing their acquisition channels in, yeah. a, in, a, in a consistent way, right? Yeah. Which doesn't happen in Excel, right? They're and speaking the same language. They are literally speaking the same language, the same grammar, and they're rearranging the words differently, et cetera, but they're, pl- they're using the same rules and the same grammar. And yeah. Really cool stuff can start to happen when you use the same language, right? Like, yeah, if these, if these businesses did business together, <laughs> you can actually start to, right? Like the data is is consistent, right? And there's just a ton of 
benefits to that. It's like we can share drawings, we can share yeah. designs, we can, you know. Yeah, like Christoph uh, Jans from um, Point Nine. Like I think he used to have a pretty famous spreadsheet about SAS metrics, and basically like a template for how to track your SAS metrics. And then I think you know, after, like they invested in Chart Mogul and the, and you know Parametrics and ProfitWell and stuff. And then people like no one used like who uses a spreadsheet today to track their SAS metrics like probably not a lot of people, um, but then you know it it's almost like a lot of the you know the information that was basically hidden or you know education that was hidden in that spreadsheet basically how do you like what's the formula for calculating lifetime value or something like that that's now hidden in these um, metrics platforms. But yeah. it's almost like, like, because it's almost like Summit is taking a step back towards like the, you know, a better Excel or like an AutoCAD for startups or something like that. So you can start to show how these things actually work and people can start learning as well. So like someone like yeah. him could show like, you know, he also has, his, you know, the stuff with the, you know, the mouse business, the, the elephant business, whatever, like the different, you know, SaaS businesses, depending on how, like how large their uh, deal size is. Like that stuff, it would be so cool to show in Summit, I think. Well, and there's a, there's a difference too between, you can have a time series database with a bunch of key value pairs that say LTV on this date is this, LTV on this date is this, uh, MRR on this date is this. But where's the semantics, right? Where, mm. Where's the, you, you, you essentially just have a, again, a list of values across a time series and there's no, there's no relationship between those numbers, strictly speaking, in a flat database, right? There's nothing that says, oh yeah, this metric, this ARPU, this is actually the result of this calculation, right? Which is dividing this by mm. this. And this number that's the nom- denominator of that calculation, it is the result of multiplying this by this. And those numbers, yeah. those are, there's there's no, which, uh, which an Excel sheet does have, to your point. Like the Excel yeah. sheet actually does have the formulas in it. And so if you want to think about it, this way like summit has has sort of resurrected like you said those formulas yeah said look there's actually a numerical relationship between all of these metrics and Mm -hmm. we should we should we should actually protect and preserve that because if we just dump this stuff into time series databases we can't reason the context you can't reason about it right you lose the context and so you can't reason about what if this number changes what happens to the other numbers if you lose exactly. that relationship? Exactly. So, whereas in auto- for sure, I actually do have some of my metrics mm-hmm. um, that I, I put them in manually. Like, even though I have both ProfitWell and Barometrics enabled, I still put in all the sales numbers manually. Every time I get a, like an invoice receipt, I, I BCC myself and I type it manually into Excel. But it's because I like to have the numbers in the raw form so I can, you know, play around with them and see like what if this happened or what if i you know how did this compare to this and stuff like that because it's flexible yep yeah and i mean in in, in a program like a, a real design program i mean even yeah, let's use like be, yeah. use photoshop for example though like or illustrator there's all kinds of functions in there where if you resize something proportions get constrained right or you know when you when you take the edge of a shape in, in an illustrator and move it like a vertex it affects everything else right like you're nudging things around and and so that's actually the difference in terms of like this is not just a it's not just a place to store data it's a piece of 
software that models things. And I will say this, like I was shift, shifting to the manager side, the update, like, yeah, sir. I love this so much and I get excited, but I didn't want yeah, to derail your update. No, <laughs> I'm excited too. Like, because the demand, not just the numbers of signups, but like people are scheduling calls with me and they're really happy after seeing the demo. I have people saying stuff like I've been waiting and wanting somebody to create a piece of software like this for a long time. And I'm, I'm so ready to, to use it. So that's great. I think that the tr- tr- struggle <laughs> that I have now is like, I'm doing root cause on bugs as people find them. I'm relieved when I find out that the root cause of two different things is the same thing. Um, but like, I am definitely in that mode right now of like, it's, it's a beta. Um, I'm back in beta and you know, <laughs> it has, it has things where like, you know, there's an acquisition channel piece we just got done talking about. There's a part at the bottom where you can add, hey, flow these conversions to these plans. Well, like it turns out if you add stuff and then delete stuff and then add stuff again and then click save, you know, just these things where like suddenly now the database state is out of state. state with yeah. UI. yeah, so I've got state stuff to work through. Um, but like, I think you were saying this before we got on this call, the fact that people care enough to report that and to, you know, be affected by that is because they're using it yeah um, you struck a nerve for sure yeah yeah well and and there was the tweet that really made my week on friday totally unsolicited had never met the guy um did a call with him and did the demo and he uh tweeted like best <laughs> like best one hour demo i've i've ever seen like yeah. he was so happy and his business, is, his business is doing well, but he's just so fed up with trying to model this stuff in a spreadsheet because he's got, you know, pretty complicated mechanics of his business as a SaaS company doing, you know, over six figures or seven figures a year in revenue. It's like he's beyond the stage of wanting to do it in Excel. And so, so he's happy. Um, and then there's one other thing I did, which I wanted to share with listeners because it's something that I think I should have done earlier. And I think it's something that other people can use, but I added a... Um, a button. I added two buttons last week. One of them's in the tracking page where you can upload a spreadsheet for your metrics if you don't have one of the other subscription metrics providers. Um, and then the other one is on the modeling part, there's a button that says, want help upload your financial model. And if you click it, it says, you know, our team can convert your existing spreadsheet-based financial model into a summit model. And I had somebody reach out to me about this because he wanted to get started, but he has a spreadsheet and he really he just doesn't want to spend the time to learn how to use summit <laughs> right now but yeah. he wants he wants the results yeah and i think i have a choice to make like it's kind of like you with chat i can either reject that out of hand or i can say i don't know if that'll scale let's see how far we can push it <laughs> yeah and i created this this call to action in this this modal that pops up he loved it, of course, because I basically delivered the, the thing that he was asking for same day, actually. And so he's planning to use it. But then within 24 hours, other people used it. So I had nice. an email show up in my inbox that said, here's my financial model. I want to use Summit. Can you convert it for me? And That's amazing. Yeah, people are... Somebody literally took their Excel spreadsheet and uploaded it to summit and said take this get me out of the excel world if you can and i think it's really exciting because um carta which is a cap table management software comes to mind they 
used to be called eShares Incorporated. And the call to action that I responded to when I was running StormPulse was, we will turn your uh, Excel-based cap table into an eShares cap table. And I remember just sending them, uh, telling my lawyers, hey, send me the latest copy of our cap table. I sent it to eShares. I think I spent $100, gave them $100 to do the conversion. And they essentially probably lost a little bit of money, right? But they converted that Excel-based capitalization table into an electronic shares cap table. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Like, I've been loyally subscribing to those electronic shares, that vault, <laughs> ever since, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's now the system of record for ownership, right? And so I was like, yeah. this is a... That's the thing, man. Like, if something play. is complicated enough mm-hmm. for them to, like, offer concierge onboarding, there's probably a high mode around it as well, like in terms of like people won't switch like the next day. Yeah, no, I, so I'm excited. I, I already reached out and said, hey, we'll get your get your model loaded. Um, and it says right there in, in the modal, you know, hey, if this requires more than the free limit, we'll let you know and you can upgrade to to have it. But it's just he's nice. not going to email his financial statements to and like another competitor next week or something like that. Like he's just that's true. No, it's not. It's just, it's not something you you just randomly like email companies your financial statements all the time like yeah he's probably like if you yeah. deliver like he'll be a loyal customer that's very likely right yeah you know, I think so and and it it just makes me it gives me peace of mind to know that if somebody's really struggling and so there's a Venn diagram right willing willingness to pay is high and mm-hmm. struggling is high <laughs> now that overlap has a solution which is if you have a high willingness to pay or engage and you're struggling all you have to do is click this button right and yeah. um and we'll take it from there and you could see how actually this could be the call to action on the homepage. so maybe mm. i just gave myself another idea but at some point if this works and people like it you know maybe this is the standard like the preferred mode of engaging with summit is is send us this and um it, it, what's going to be fun is over the next couple weeks figuring out how long does it take me to convert an Excel-based model to a Summit model. And frankly, yeah. if it takes 15 minutes, this could oh, be f- so. this could be free for a long time, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Or, or I could charge a very... Or I could just say, hey, credit card required to do this. But like, you know. Um, yeah. We'll see. Hand over, the, hand over this to one of our Summit um, modeling specialists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, and people can learn. Exactly. Like people at Summit can learn how to do this. They can learn how to move an Excel based and they can have that conversation and say, hey, I noticed this. Is this what I'm thinking here? And then, yeah, we'll let you know when your new model is ready and do the demo. And that, that, I, that, that could actually be a pretty fulfilling job. Just like, you know, take messy Excel stuff and like get rid of it. And like, yeah, you're basically taking like somebody's scribblings on a napkin or a piece of paper yeah. and turning it into a digital drawing file if you will yeah like here's your blueprint right like is this yeah <laughs> is this it's just gp gpt3 oh gosh yeah <laughs> we, we had to mention that we had episode. to mention it, yeah <laughs> actually so, this whole entire episode is just gpt3 that's why we have such high energy levels yeah we'll tell the reader in the show notes which part of this pod was the lead in <laughs> yeah it wasn't much though <laughs> yeah we just fed it our previous 58 episodes no we just talked for like we just said hello to each other before we start recording like we normally do 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, sir, we're right at the, the time limit, and I have a demo after this, so I need to let you go. That's a good excuse. I will let you go, and then I'll go explore this city. Sounds fun. See what it has to offer. All righty. And maybe answer some of those chat messages. Yeah, yeah. Don't let those pile up. <laughs> awesome. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Bye.